Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato and this is Race Day at the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And on today's episode, Max Verstappen wins again, this time from sixth on the grid, with almost an embarrassing amount of ease ahead of brief race leader Sergio Perez in the sister Red Bull racing car. In a race that was almost completely dry, there was no catching the Dutchman, who won his team's 13th consecutive victory and his eighth in a row. But the battle for the podium was unexpectedly close between Ferrari and Mercedes, though McLaren was disappointed not to be able to take part after a setup gamble bit back hard. To find out what it was like to enjoy an F1 session without the need for an umbrella, let's hear now from your host in Belgium, Julianne Serasoli. The last race of the first half of the year had to be dominated by Max Verstappen. It couldn't have had any other outcome. The Dutchman started 6th due to a penalty for changing the gearbox. 17 laps was already first. At the end of 44 laps of the Belgian Grand Prix, he won with more than 22 seconds over teammate Sergio Perez. But the race was more than that, there was action from start to finish. Actually, just like last year in Belgium, by the way, so it looks like these rules work really well for Spa. The only downside of these rules though, and that's always a risk, is that Red Bull understood them quicker and better than anyone. And on a track in which the aero efficiency is so heavily rewarded, it was always going to be a Red Bull gala afternoon in Spa. But Verstappen said he needed patience, something maybe he wouldn't have in a recent past. He managed to avoid the mess between Piastri and Sainz in the first corner, which has been decisive for the race of several drivers like Russell and Gasly, and was already fourth at the end of the first sector of the first lap, while Lecong he was already in fourth position. Then came patience time for Verstappen as he had to wait five, five laps to overtake Lewis Hamilton. He explained that he had to wait until Lewis didn't have DRS to use against Charles Leclerc because he knew Lewis had more speed on the straights because of the setup he was using. But patient Max waited only three laps to overtake Charles Leclerc to get second position. Leclerc started on pole, it's so easy to forget because it didn't last for long. He did recognize Spa is probably one of the worst places to start from pole because you're always exposed on the first lap and it was only actually a matter of time until Paris overtook him so it didn't cost him that much that he lost the position before turn 5. So Paris had the lead until lap 17 when he was also overtaken by the patient Verstappen. 
the overtaking took place just a few laps, a couple of laps after both Red Bull drivers had switched from soft to mediums. It was at this point of the race that the difference between them grew by a huge, huge margin. So Verstappen pitted at the start of lap 15 and he rejoined with 2.3 behind Paris. In two laps, he was passing his teammate and opening a second before he even closed the lap. Perez explained that at least part of this gap, which was over 22 seconds when they crossed the finish line. He said, okay, I think Max's pace was superior. We've seen that it was superior. And essentially that happened with the median tires. We saw that as well. After he passed me, my priority was to get the car home because we had a very low car and I had to be especially careful in the high-speed corners. So that explains a little bit of the gap. We know that in Spa there are many high-speed corners, so if that was the case, it doesn't look as bad for Paris as it would normally do. Even third place Leclerc, he realized that in fact, Paris was slowing down towards the end. So that did help to increase Verstappen's lead. But the Dutchman has undeniably found something in the car, especially with the less grippy medium tires. And that's something that Paris could not replicate. And it was something interesting that Max said during this week here in Spa, that he found something during the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. So let's go back to the end of April. He said he was trying some different settings with the car and then something clicked for him. And actually it was after Baku that Paris couldn't win again. So that makes some sense for Max's advantage compared to his teammates and also to everybody else, isn't it? So Leclerc, he credits the huge gap to the leaders. So he finished the race 32 seconds behind Verstappen to the way they managed to push the pace without running out of tires. He said, I certainly cannot do that. So the quickest way for us to complete the race is by managing the tires. And it looks like they don't have to manage as much as we do. Ferrari's pace this weekend came as a surprise to Mercedes who have suffered from an old problem of them, bouncing. Unlike last year, they didn't have to lift the car in the same way, but it ended up affecting the performance. And Lewis Hamilton, who finished fourth, assessed that he maybe exaggerated a bit with the angulation of his rear wing, more focused on the straight line speed. So he said, oh, my wing was too small for the second sector and that messed up with tire management which makes a lot of sense. Second best team of the last two races, McLaren had a tricky Sunday due to a setup option as well, hoping for more rain. So in a completely different approach compared to Lewis Hamilton and that didn't work. So for around 10 minutes, it looked like it was going to rain anytime, but it never got hard enough to make anybody risk putting the intermediates. So Lando was very slow in the straights and had to try something different in the beginning of the race when the whole pack was together. So he switched to the hards, trying to use the pace to get back to the front. It didn't work. So he had to switch back to a normal kind of strategy or sort of because he switched to softs and 
in the first few laps he said he was pushing like crazy thinking he would make an extra stop and then he was told by the team no you're not gonna stop you have to go to the end of the race and then he was really surprised that still he could finish seventh having kept his softs for over 20 laps so mclaren's pace was good in the end if you consider everything although not in the same level as in the last two races so norris left belgium saying this weekend has shown exactly the points they still need to improve to put themselves in the fight with ferrari and mercedes another driver who had a worse race than in hungary was daniel ricardo so he wasn't in the points position during the race unlike teammate yuki tsunoda who finished 10th he was always amongst this second group in the race daniel said he never felt he was extracting everything out of the tires during the race and he wanted to understand why he said maybe it was because they had a very unloaded wing in order to stabilize the car but he was open to find other answers for this lack of pace so ricardo said he was keen to use the august break to find these answers although he knows most people really want to stay away from F1 in the next few weeks. I was asking around in the paddock about everybody's plans for August and the most common answer by far would be, I'm staying at home, oh, I'm going home. I cannot think of anywhere better to be than home. We did have a few more days off than normal in April due to the Chinese Grand Prix cancellation and also Imola not happening, although that meant a very stressful trip for a lot of people but this first half of the season especially ending in this changing weather conditions was challenging for everyone even Verstappen after his win number eight in eight races he was saying he was looking forward for a break some will struggle more than others though Leclerc said he only thinks about F1 all the time, even when he is away, so he doesn't know how the next few weeks are gonna be. A Red Bull though, it may be a little bit different, they might be gluing some trophies. So we've all seen what happened to Verstappen's trophy in the Hungarian Grand Prix. So this Sunday in Belgium, everything went well on the podium. But when the whole team did their usual celebration with everyone armed with rebel cans ready to explode, things didn't go very well. So everyone tries to run away as quickly as they can so they don't get covered in rebel. They all did this time, but a board fell into Max's trophy and guess what? It was in pieces again. Poor Helmut Marko, 80-year-old Helmut Marko, kept holding two of the trophies to prevent them from falling off but they had three trophies so Max's, the constructors and Sergio's so it was too much for him to carry poor old Helmut I guess that's part of Red Bull's history now and let's be honest they are not short of trophies this year and won't be until the rest of the year given the superiority in Spa but there have been other interesting stories throughout the season. Mercedes are talking about winning a race in the second part of the season. And I'm sure a lot of things will happen until Abu Dhabi. Well, for the first part of the season, I hope you enjoyed following this weekend with our podcast. 
we will recharge and we'll come back strong again for the second half of the season in four weeks time. Bye bye. Thanks very much to Julianne Serasoli, who was in the spa paddock all weekend, bringing us the latest from the Belgian Grand Prix. You'll hear from Julianne again later in the season, but for now you can find her on social media. Just check the links in the show description. Formula One is taking a much-needed mid-season break, but make sure you're ready for the second half of the year by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts, and you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.